Podcast episode 256, Charles Number One Podcast, recorded in the basement. Good little Forsky here, Tuesday night, August 17th. Jeeves is not with us because I figured I'd give him the Tuesday off since he came out and hung out with some breweries on Saturday. But we got Duvall, we got Cam, and we got a first timer, and we'll get to him. But first, Duvall, man, how's it been? We were just talking off microphone about some of the Panthers preseason. Give me a quick your quick thoughts from that Panthers preseason game on Sunday. Um, it was really good. It was good to see some some football, not only Panthers football, but just NFL football. Um, we'll see how we do uh, in the coming days when we we play this weekend. So uh, overall, I mean, we, I saw some good things from from the backup quarterback, and I saw some good things from the running back too, and the receivers. So uh, more to come. Like I said, it's, like you said, you know, it's still preseason. So it's still a lot of untold things. So I'm looking forward to it. And I also, just to talk about the sports in general, I enjoyed the NBA Summer League, which was good too. Yeah. Which I know we haven't spoke much about either. But uh, That's right. if you're looking for me, it's Rod vs. Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram. Do you think Jello gets a contract with the Hornets or somebody else? Uh, I think somebody else. But if he does get one with us, I think it'll be one of those two-way contracts. I think he can... He, he, he's good enough for that. What What is his position? Is he a small forward? Is he a shooting guard? I think he's a two. Is a two? Okay. I think he plays a two. So I, I think he's like 6'5". So, I mean, he could probably play the three, but he doesn't have the athletic ability to me to play the three position. So I think he's more – and all he is is just a pure shooter. Yeah. He's the best shooter out of the ball, brothers. That's for sure. Yeah. So did you get a chance to read the GQ article on LaMelo that dropped today? I, I saw, like, bits and pieces, but I didn't see all of it. Um, I did see what he, he kind of spoke about going to school, and I was yeah. like, okay, well. <laughs> I did speak on that, and I, and I think I saw the portion about him saying he's the best brother. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was good. It was, yeah, it's pretty interesting. There's a good little insight of how he is. You can tell he's definitely 19, but the potential, you know, that Charlotte has with him could be great as long as this front office – puts the right team around him. He sounds like he want, he would love – I mean, if he wins here, like Giannis just won in Milwaukee, if you can bring – you haven't we haven't won a playoff series in 20 years. You know, it's older than him. He's 19. If he can bring a playoff series win or, lo and behold, some kind of championship that happens, he'll be a god of all gods here in Charlotte mm-hmm. and in the NBA. And I think Giannis just kind of laid that blueprint of winning with a small market team and how you can just set it down and, you know, and break those barriers. But – yeah, we'll be interested to see. But the basketball Toronto resident, everybody loved his reaction on the video. That was the most comments that I got on Twitter and in text messages. Cam's Raptors reaction was uh, just lovely there. Cam, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing well. I've actually been watching a ton of Summer League. Been really locked in on future NBA Hall of Famer Scotty Barnes. 
Oh, oh you've changed your tune. Like, you've changed your tune. Changed since the last time. But that's future NBA Hall of Famer Scotty Barnes to everybody else, just so y'all know. Okay. It is summer league. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it is <summer> <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying really hard not to focus on the numbers, but um, he he looks pretty special. Definitely, you know, obviously, uh, he has like a seven four wingspan. He's six nine. He does a lot of things on the court. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the scoring comes along, but dude's already like a defensive monster, so I'm really loving that. Um, also, you know, as the you know living in Charlotte, it's been really cool to see the Hornets summer league. Um, they definitely got a lot of really cool young guys. I really like Brook Knight. Uh, really like Kai Jones as a Raptors kid. He kind of screams like Siaka potential to me. He kind of yeah. has that same frame and motor. So um, really excited to watch the Hornets. Uh, you can find me at All Out of Favors on both Instagram and Twitter. I had to make some changes, but we're still All Out of Favors. <laughs> yeah, you always change your name every now and then or change that handle. I think, what, six to eight months maybe? You're... Honestly, I only come on this podcast just to update people on what my Twitter <laughs> handle is. <laughs> uh, I know we hadn't really talked about the Hornets draft because it happened still in the middle of our little uh, seven-week hiatus while I was uh, – trying to acclimate to having two kids now. But, yeah, I mean, that the book night falling, it seems like Mitch Kupchak is a big – it doesn't matter what position it is, whoever their best player on their board is, and book night was there. And then to everybody thought, Kai, even in Duvall's reaction video, Kai seemed to be what everybody wanted, not knowing book night would be there. Then they trade a, a future protected first to go up and get him. I mean – I think that's a great big man, an athletic big man that they you can tell LaMelo was needing. How many passes we saw bounce off of Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo's hands that were just exactly. straight easy. Now at least there's a guy that I don't know how he'll fill his body out. He's still young. Hopefully he can get into the gym, the weight room, and bulk up. But that's to be determined he can get that going. But I'm just glad not to have to see a Kaminsky, a Zeller, or a Biombo this upcoming season. We have to see a Plumlee, though. But – I guess we can't completely escape all of it at some point. So you get an Uber too. That's true. We do. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that, but it'll be at least it'll be entertaining. I don't know how many they're going to win, but at least they'll be highly entertaining, barring any injuries. So, all right, Cam, have you got your yes, bars sir. ready? We got our first time guest. This was a kind of a joint. Cam kind of tossed this guest out here. You know, as always, I'm about bringing anybody on. So here we go, Cam. It's, it's, the floor is yours. I'm going to start getting some commissions here for bringing people on the pod. <laughs> <But> <laughs> let me go ahead and introduce my main man, Chris, uh, captain of the Bearded Villains. You see the see the crossover? The beard, yep. Watch the Bearded Villain crossover. <laughs> um, as we were speaking about off mic, I was the best man at his wedding. It's probably the best best man speech that's ever been given for me <laughs> but this is more about chris and not about myself right now but um chris go ahead and uh, take the floor how's everybody doing uh i'm chris uh as cam said i am the co-captain of the western north carolina beard villains which is a uh huge charity beard uh club that i'm a part of uh, we've got about 60 guys we got about five thousand across the international um i also have my own uh beard bomb beard oil company as well called american branded beard oil uh and we're also forming our non-profit right now trying to get that federal uh approval right now to be able to 
be parallel with our beard club currently so we can do some more charity and handle money appropriately so nice. i'm an open book i got a lot of different stuff man i'm a huge dodgers fan i'm gonna probably uh upset a lot of people but i don't really get into the basketball i'm slowly getting back into football cam invited me to fantasy football last year and i had a lot of fun with it so now i'm really really edging back into getting into football and kind of really digging in deeper to to kind of understand the sport more and more no problem don't worry man we can go either way we can talk about football basketball baseball whatever so it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. as long as you get back into it you'll have to also dive into cam failed last year miserably at making his picks but we do a pick them league every year duvall was second (laughs) First place was your boy right here, but we pick every week. You drop your two lowest scores. Champion gets a nice trophy, name on the trophy, shout-outs on social media, and then we scrounge together some free wine, some free beer, all that good stuff. Nice. So if you also, I have to send you the links to all that to join that. And it, well, it's, just, it's on Yahoo Fantasy to pick them. ID is 1811, and the password's beers with a capital B. I'll pump it again at the end of the podcast. But since you brought up Fantasy, we'll go ahead and plug that as well. So... 100%. That's good. So where can people find you on social medias if you need or want to be found? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is what I use mainly. I don't really use – I have Facebook. I don't really use it all that much, but my Instagram is going to be fight underscore with underscore heart. Uh, and then my Instagram – or my Twitter is actually going to be the bearded 1776 uh, don't really use Twitter all that much. Cam and I pretty much just send each other funny stuff that we find on there or some stuff that we find interesting as well, but don't really tweet or retweet all that much. Uh, but Instagram is going to be that main account. Even though I don't post that much, I am active on there All right, nice. as far as stories and all the above. And I realized I forgot to give our shout-out. So for us, J-Real, for me, it's J-Real Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, and then, of course, find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And, of course, we have YouTube as well, Beardio Carts, Blitz Games, where Duvall took multiple L's on that as well. He's still waiting Ooh. for some revenge back. Beerio cards. I don't know when the last time Duvall's won one of those either. I guess it's got to be a football season. We'll get some pre-games going. And then our Brewer reviews. You know, we just like to have fun on there. Reaction videos that are going to be coming up uh, where once the Panthers games hit, I'm already starting to plan out what jerseys for what and like to match the colors up with the teams behind us and all that. So watch those. Those seem to be the bread and butter of the channel. Everybody loves just watching us scream when the team sucks or cheer when the team's bad. But, all right, back to Chris. So, Chris, kind of take us on this beard journey because at some point in your life you didn't have a beard as all of us young men we don't grow facial hair and then right. you started growing it and you just said when did you decide okay this is what i'm going to rock so it originally started so i dated a girl back in the day she said oh beards are really awesome uh there's a rest uh daniel bryan that was so big he had a beard she's like oh you should grow a beard her and i of course didn't work out but i wanted to continue that trend so uh, slowly built that up. Uh, I was approached by somebody on Instagram and said, Hey, you've got a beard. Here's a digital patch, uh, bearded villains. You know, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. Chapter started forming in 2014 with the club. And, uh, after that, I actually got hooked up with the captain of North Carolina at that time. Uh, and I actually grew my beard out, made sure it was straight. So I've had a beard since about 2013, 2014 at that time. Uh, it's definitely a big lifestyle of what I've been a part of, uh, especially with the charity work, the loyalty, uh, just having fun, going to world meets, meeting new people and bringing other guys in. I can I can speak for hours about what we've done, who I've associated with and 
uh, the kind of people that I've met along the way and what we do as a, as a club as well. So it all started because of a female. Correct. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of things that started that way. Yeah. That's when the beard started becoming a fad was about 2012, 2013, you know, and, and of course being 28 at that time, you know, you're, you know, you start being able to grow a little bit more facial hair, uh, you know, being at the age of 20, 21, 22. So you're kind of like, Hey, maybe this is something that I want to check out. And it just became a lifestyle after that. All right. So bearded villains for anybody who doesn't know what that is, what is that? Overall, so I'll kind of give you guys a rundown. So Bearded Villains as a whole has about 150 chapters around the whole entire world. Uh, it was started in 2014 by a man called uh, named Von Knox. Uh, he's actually in Anaheim. And in 2014, it started blowing up to where chapters, uh, different states, different places started getting chapters. Uh, and then from there, you kind of built the chapter into more than five people and, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, so we do charity. We focus on loyalty, family, uh, respect, and all the above. So uh, it's a really cool club. We don't just sit there and just chill. It's more of like, hey, you know, what can we do big that's next, you know? Uh, right now, our biggest thing is Baptist Children's Homes in North Carolina. So we're raising a lot of money for the underprivileged. And uh, we do that. We do Black Mountains Children's Home in Asheville or in Black Mountain. Uh, we've also done some bully rescues. We've done some um, even stuff pulling Japanese stilt grass in the in the mountains of Asheville just to kind of choke that, the, the things that are choking out the the stuff that the stuff that shouldn't be there. So that's really cool too. Right now, we just got a message saying if we can raise some school supplies for some kids uh, at some schools that don't have you know can't get some of the supplies. So we want to make sure that we have supplies there too. Uh, COVID really hit us really hard. Uh, this past year. So we really haven't been able to do any events or anything like that just because of uh, the mandates that have been out there to where we can't actually sit down and do certain events. Uh, we can't do uh, beard competitions and all the above. It's just kind of been kind of weird. So we're back on this incline to where we can actually have meets and everything like that, but we don't know where it's going to go. Uh, the good thing about it is that with so many chapters out there, we have so many different charities that we can attach ourselves to. Um, different chapters like Miami or in South Texas or in California, uh, New York, they have, you know, even in England and, and Australia and Asia, they have their own charities that they really tackle. Uh, so it's really nice to see and, and look at the pages and pictures and stuff like that of people actually helping other people that, that can't, you know, that, that need that help. Um, so it's, it's really humbling to see. And uh, it's something that I've always kind of attached myself to is to help others, especially, you know, especially myself who grew up in a household that had a little bit more than others. I was able to, you know, help others out accordingly and, and just to see smiles on people's faces and kids' faces to make sure that they can go to camp and have supplies and, and, and raise money for certain things was a great thing. So the name Bearded Villains, but you guys seem to be like more like the Bearded Good Guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bearded Villains, I, I, it came down to like we were trying to change that whole perspective of what beards were because – Beards were, you know, the biker gangs. They were the thugs, you know, the people, that kind of stuff. So we wanted to change that perspective and say, hey, bearded villains, but we're actually doing more for the community than what you would think as a uh, someone with a beard would be. Okay, okay. Duvall, I know you got something brewing over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, as somebody that just uh, just finally grew a beard uh, through the <laughs> pandemic, so um, I, I'm, I'm really kind of new to this. So I know you kind of mentioned um, – have your own type of oils and stuff like that. So, so kind of talk to me about kind of what you do, what you did to kind of get into that 
and any tips to people that are growing them or trying to grow them? Because I've had one for a few months, and I'm still trying to figure out what works best for me. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. There's so much that you can do. Uh, my my company, American Branded Beard Oil. It's not some large company. It's not your you know big company out there that's you know promoting everything. You know, kind of like uh, Dr. Squatch or, uh, the beard club or anything like that. It's just a small thing that I kind of help out with friends and family. It's a lot of fun to have, uh, but it is all made with everything natural. Uh, a lot of people I think struggle with like patchiness and everything like that. There isn't really anything out there at this time that'll help produce uh, hair in certain areas. A lot of the stuff like, uh, a lot of the stuff out there isn't really good for your health and it might help grow, but biotin, if you're looking to grow, uh, what you currently have faster biotin is always a great option. Uh, now, of course, doing everything natural, checking the ingredients. I actually, I actually brought stuff. I don't know if anybody's going to see it, but uh, <laughs> as far as my company, you know, American branded beard oil, it's all natural. Uh, I'll make sure that you and uh, Duvall and uh, Jacob are able to get some. So I'm going to donate some to you guys just nice. to kind of experience it. Mm. A lot of the guys really like it. Uh, and it's just been something that kind of just, I just was bored at one time and I wanted to do it. Uh, I don't do any hard, uh, soft oil. It's all, it's all or watery oil or anything like that. It's more hard oil right now. Okay. So it's the balm. So this is the B52 Balmer. It smells like lemon and it has a little bit of peppermint and lavender in there as well with some cedar wood as well. So it's really, it's really nice. You can try it out. If you don't like it, Hey, no problem. But, uh, I have a really high satisfaction rate with a lot of the guys in my club. Uh, they really enjoy it. Um, and then of course in the next couple of uh, weeks, I actually just talked to emerge people. I actually have hats nice. um, oh, nice. and shirts. So they're actually going to be coming out again. I haven't made shirts probably in about two or three years. So this is the t-shirt and then of course the back logo. Um, so it's going to be a new modified logo that we're going to have. And I'll make sure that, you know, whatever, if you guys are interested in one, I'll make sure to drop the link for you guys too. Uh, it's, again, I'm not looking for profit. I'm looking to have some fun with it. Cam knows this many times, you know, if, if, if I'm, if I can make everything for 12 bucks per can, I'll only sell it for 15. I'm not looking at outrageously charge somebody for something, you know, I want to make sure, you know, people have something that's fun. And, you know, if I'm just a little profit, I don't care. You know, that's what I have my regular job for. Yeah. So, you know, if I, if I make 15 bucks on my t-shirt, I'm going to charge 18 bucks. It's just how it goes. Yeah. You know, it's right. just, it's just something fun and, 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 you know, just something that keeps along the lines of the culture. Imagine your cam, right? And your best friend has this luxurious beard. <laughs> and you are super patchy all the way through. And he has the products for you. And they just never fall through. No. <laughs> it's never, just never happening for me. It is it's okay, never. <laughs> it, it's a whole it's a whole thing, man. Beards are just, it's it's fun. It, it's you know, it's a lot of fun and everything too. So um Whatever I can do, you know, if you guys need any help with anything or have questions about it, you know, I'm big on using wooden combs or metal combs or bone combs. Plastic combs are not going to be your thing. Uh, they're going to shred your beard like crazy. Um, you want to use all natural. You don't want to oversaturate the beard. You don't want it to be shiny. A lot of people have that effect of everything, wanting to, you know, put these products in there that make it look a certain way. But, you know, you want to make sure that it's soft and clean looking and all the above, too. So. I'm open. Hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, or you know, anything of that nature. If you need recommendations, if you if you want companies that uh, that I that I recommend, I've been around the block for about eight years with with beard products that I can help out as much as I can. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, Duval. Like you said, Duval was just freshly. He went through a no. Yeah. 
no shave haircut all yeah all goatee everything gosh yeah yeah so oh, so you just wolfed it out yeah I, I really did i really did i mean i still got my hair like it, it and it kind of just grew um for so long i never really thought i could grow it all i did was just kept moisturizing and next thing i knew it kind of grew a little bit then i went to my barber he was like yeah i never thought you could grow one and here it is and it hasn't went anywhere been a year and a half so the the fun thing about it too is to go back as i mentioned those reaction videos and to look like i posted one before the colts preseason game and to see duvall it was from the colts regular season game like two years ago <laughs> and duvall is like clean shaved nice and tight <laughs> with the with his hair like his hair is crispy because he got a he got a haircut once or twice a week and now and then and to progress to like oh yeah to progress to uh yeah. to through the next year where he was slowly growing out the beard and then sometimes the hair would be sticking out the cap or he would look up. and it was just slowly like you know each week each game of the Panthers game he would go out and then he kind of just stuck because he didn't have to go back to work so he's like oh, I might as well just keep kicking it and I guess now Duvall you're just kind of rolling with it but have they are you going back to work or are they still now with this Delta variant are you just they gonna wait and see. Well, they like they they began to start reaching out to try and get some people to start coming back, but I hadn't heard anything yet. Um, but I think they're gonna probably push it back a little bit just to kind of see how this thing goes. But from, from what I've gathered, I, I don't see myself going back till probably the first of the year. Yeah. But of course, what do I know? They may tell me something soon, but I, I don't see it happening. So, and I'm fine with it. Like I told you. It'll be here until I got to go back to work. I mean, okay. I'm going to keep the beard, yeah. but as far as my hair, it'll – it'll. the second you see me in this cut, you know it's time for me to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, so Chris, also – so wait, you, you mentioned what do you do to, to pay the bills? What's your regular day life and job? Yeah, so I do sales uh, okay. currently right now. So uh, – it's just something that I kind of fell in love with. Uh, I kind of got thrown into it, and it's something that I can really continue with, with uh, especially with technology and stuff like that too. So I work for a, for a pretty large company right now. I'm actually looking to move up here by the end of the year uh, to become a manager over the sales department uh, or, or have my own hub. So it's really nice. it's really awesome feeling to kind of uh, interact with management and, and uh, my boss's boss to see where I can be at the end of the year. Okay. Now, you're also – I think when Cam first linked this up, you're big into like the craft beer stuff too, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. So you, we were trying to link up at one point because you had some beers or you had picked some beers up at uh, what's that spot? Uh, not beer. The one. It's out in the middle of nowhere. They always make the crazy stuff. I think it's in one of the last <laughs> messages. One of the last it, messages it, you sent me. It's in. It's not Gastonia, yeah, it's, but it's uh, Shelby. So Shelby. That's my, it. Yeah, New grass. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite breweries is Newgrass. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually – I don't have any right now. Some of their newer stuff kind of faded out. I, I don't really like the chocolate stuff and yeah. and that kind of stuff. But a lot of their fruity stuff, I, I'm trying to get their uh, – I totally forgot what it was called, but they just came out with one. It was really good. I'm drinking on a uh, kettle sour right now from Lenny Boy. Nice. So that's uh, always a, uh, what a really good brewery from Charlotte as well. So um, <laughs> I slowly got into craft beer probably about three years ago. Uh, I'm big into the sours, yeah. So, uh, but I'll drink other things except like stouts and porters. But anything yeah. you want to talk about sours, I got you sours all day See, long. See, that's wild that you got into craft beer, you know, three years ago, and you're this big on sours. Because to me, sours took a long time. I'm still not completely on the sours. There's a couple I like, 
but there's a lot that I'm like, nah, nah, I can't, I can't mess mess around with those. But for you to be that quick on the sours is pretty wild. I think, I think it was the development because when I when I started drinking, you know, craft beers and everything like that, I couldn't get into them, uh, and I got into ciders. Okay, uh, and so ciders were my introduction to uh, beers and craft beers. Uh, so I think the love of having a cider is actually what kind of developed into sours. Okay. Uh, now, of course, I'll drink IPAs. I used to hate IPAs, and I slowly got into those. Uh, but the, the ciders and sours are probably my favorite. I also have the new Bold Rock Honey Crisp in the fridge. I got some Fonta Flora. I think I had a Lenny Boy White IPA yesterday. So it's like I'm, I'm always down to try new things. Yeah. So, yeah, because I think Cam originally said Let, have him on the podcast or get him on a brewery review. We've got a yeah. couple, yeah, we were trying to, you know, with all the new ones in Charlotte, thinking about hitting up um, Legion's new spot, the uh, Fermentory or whatever it is. Is that it? Okay. I think or the I think that's what it's called. The one, I think, is in South End. I, I don't really know a lot about Legion. I, I went to their main spot in South Park. I yeah. wasn't too big of a fan. Okay. Uh, but there are some new breweries that are coming out to Charlotte that I do want to try. I'm, I haven't been really... Big yeah. on any of the newer Charlotte or Charlotte breweries. Charlie, Charlie um, Bar and Fermentory is their newest one. Okay. And South yeah, Boulevard, South, would... South Boulevard, and then also the new one in uh, Concord uh, High Branch when they moved over to a bigger location. High Branch uh, actually, so High Branch is actually very good. Uh, we went there for my engagement party the day after I got engaged, uh, which is right across, literally walking distance from Cabarrus. Yep. Uh, so High Branch is very good. I think they had one that I really liked out of there. It's been a couple of years since I've tried something. Uh, I know Midnight Mulligan's coming to Charlotte. I know Burial's coming to Charlotte. So there's some really good brewers that are popping up. Uh, I like Divine Barrel. I like Heist uh, and Lenny Boy. Those are probably my top favorite right now. And, of course, you know, Cam uh, and Wooden Robot. Yes, sir. Wooden Robot. Yeah. Wood, wooden Robot's great, but, man, if you don't get there early or stay too late, it's way too <laughs> packed. Be, especially during a dang uh, coronavirus time to be popping in that place because it is way, way too packed. Yeah. But definitely yeah. has good beer. So if I'm you, still off that yak, so... Uh, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you're still recovering, huh? So you said you didn't have coronavirus, but you did have coronavirus? I did not have coronavirus, but I, I had some, some flu-like symptoms from some activities that I partook in in uh, Charleston. So. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. Whoa. He was, he was out yeah. for the count. He was down for about a week, but I'm feeling much better now. Wow, Charleston did you down like that, huh? Ch- Charleston did me dirty. And honestly, it's every time I go to Charleston. It does me a little dirty. It's like, oh, it's a family town. It's not a family town. Uh. No, ain't no family town there. Come on, you know, you know, it was one of the biggest ports, like for all the bad stuff. You talk about family town. Yeah, unless you're going to the aquarium, that's it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't realize how big it was for bachelorette parties. Like I knew oh, yeah. it was a big destination, but oh, yeah. honestly, every every two minutes, whole new party comes through. It's wild that it's a, and. Because I actually went to a bachelor party years ago at Folly Beach. And, of course, you spend one night in Charleston going through some of the shenanigans that you would do on a bachelor party over there because you travel that way. Uh, but that in Asheville was a while. You talk about bachelorette parties. I feel like that's like the little mini Nashville. It's just, it's just tons of them. But 
you know, for me as a married man, I just sit back and, and let everybody else partake while I watch and drink my uh, beers, you know. Uh, so, uh, the yeah. responsible one. You got to. You got to. You can't get too, too <laughs> crazy. And plus, you're still, you know, you're still young. You didn't hit your 30s yet. Them hangovers in your 30s, they come a lot <laughs> harder than oh, when you're in your 20s. Yeah, at 26 right now, I'm getting close to retiring the hangovers. Uh, <laughs> you, you, good. You, you got plenty of time. You got a little bit of time. <laughs> I don't want any more time. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm ready. I want to be washed. No, you don't want to be washed, but I understand yeah. where you're at. All right, well, it's good that you're, you're somewhat you're feeling better then. Yeah, I got some hydration going on. got some that uh, Theraflu. That'll get you right. Okay. Give you like. Yeah. Pedialyte. He knows about Pedialyte. They make popsicles now. It's a yep. whole different game. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, Jacob, you're the reason that they do so much advertising for Pedialyte. Because you were the first person to introduce me to Pedialyte at your bachelor party. Yeah. I showed up, and I went to the kitchen, and I went in the fridge. And I was like, what the hell is all this Pedialyte? We've got a kid here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And he's like, oh, no, this is for recovery. I was like, Pedialyte? Ever since then, oh. Yeah, it's, it's wild because I remember hearing that story of how the initial like owners and operators of Pedialyte only wanted it to be for kids like sick or whatever. And then once they kind of like fizzled out and got left the company, they were like, yo, we're leaving a lot of money on the table. Why not cross advertise? It still can be for kids, but why not cross advertise for hangovers for whatever and that's when, like, right around that time, yeah, that was that, like, 2015, maybe, 14, we did our my bachelor party or whatever it was. And finally, like, they're starting to realize to cross-promote, like, hey, it's just needed for recovery general, no matter what it is. But it is funny when you go check out sometimes, and the checkout lady's an older lady, and she's like, oh, you got a kid at the house? Back in the day, I didn't. You say, nah, it's for me. Now I can just, either way, it's, who, it's for whoever needs it in our household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Chris, if you had to give your top three breweries in the Charlotte area or outside of the area, what would it be? Oh, good Lord. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, if you're going to partake, I'm not going to even go to Asheville. It's probably going to be Newgrass, Heist, and I'm going to say Divine Barrel. Wow. Now, if you want to go outside, I, I okay. can go outside of that, you know, but if, if you're going to say burial, since they're coming to Charlotte, you know, I, I would add burial to that list. Okay. What is it that you like so much about burial? Burial just has a unique style of IPAs. Mm-hmm. The only discrepancy that I really have with them is a lot of their IPAs taste very similar. Yep. Um, their flagships are, are, are decent, uh, but every now and then they're going to have this this IPA that is just a knockout to where it, nothing else is going to compare what it has. Yeah. I agree. I've been to burial multiple times. Just went there about a month ago for a bachelor party. We stopped in there. I, I am it, try to say the nice, like I get the hype, but sometimes I don't understand the hype of it altogether because it is very good beer. But then sometimes it's like, ah, uh, I don't under like, because the venue to me is not that great. It's very small. I don't know if you've been back since COVID and a lot of these breweries, you I kind of like it now. You go up and you just pay per beer, which can be sucky because you have to swipe your card every time. But at right. least you don't have to ever worry about leaving your tab wide open and someone throwing beers on your tab. But theirs is all outside and it's very small. It never really 
I get their kind of like gritty, grungy look they had going, and their beers yeah. are good, but I was just surprised by how much I felt like people just fawned over them when it was like, this is good beer, but this isn't like the greatest I've ever had, you know? I can agree to that. Again, I think it came down to when they release this knockout beer that they only release once a year, you know, they, they'll sell out immediately. Now, again, those other ones that they release, you know, very often, it just tastes very similar. Uh, but their artwork, I think it just comes down to their artwork. Yeah. We actually were trying to, we were trying to get the guy who does their artwork to see if he could do some of our artwork for my chapter. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pricey. Yeah, uh, but I think a lot I think a lot of people people appreciate that look. Yeah, uh, of it. Uh, I think I think that that's the biggest taste because I mean I don't know if you you know when you guys go to the shop and and buy beers and look at them, if, if the can doesn't look top notch, I probably won't grab it. It's not gonna grab my attention. So I think the artwork for like new grass and burial. And uh, that kind of stuff, I think, in Divine Barrel, I think it just kind of gravitates. You just kind of gravitate towards it, and, yeah. and you want to grab it. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting thought. As someone who is a casual beer drinker, like I do tend to navigate towards the best looking can, yeah. or the one with like the nicest art on it. Yeah, yeah, that's marketing. It's de- yeah, exactly. It's definitely. It, it is wild to sit there and see the different styles that approaches that companies have like you've got the ones you just mentioned where it's very it feels like someone sat down and hand drawn all those and then they just duplicated them obviously printed them up and put them on the cans and then you've got them just the printouts that are pretty blocky or whatever but it can be something where when you're going to a beer store if it you know you know the name and the can look can all but surely at least hey i'll, I'll grab one of these and just try it out you know right but yeah i mean other than those, I think it's still pretty. I, I, I have no arguments there with your list. There, I mean, it seems pretty. I'm surprised you didn't like. You know, the Legion Juicy J is always, I think, a pretty solid beer that people have loved all over this area. Yeah, I I just couldn't get into it. There's a there's some juicies out there that I think are, are a lot better, but they're going to be harder to find. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a brewery right outside of Madison Park called Lower Left. I don't, I don't know if you guys yep. have ever heard it. Yep. Uh, but Lower Left has Juicy McJuice Base, which yep. is probably one of my most favorite IPAs out there. Um, Fonta Flora, I think that's in South Carolina. I think they've got a pretty gnarly one. Uh, Northern Aggression by Eleven Lakes yep. I, is is one of my favorites as well. So there are other breweries on the outskirts of Charlotte with IPAs that are actually very good, too. I know a lot of people like Ass Clown, too. I haven't really gotten into them yet, oh, but that's, I wanted to try that's them. Our, that's, that's our one well, number one like, right what? here. <laughs> Ass clown, yeah. ass clowns are. That's not, yeah, that's our yeah. spot. That's our spot, man. We love ass clown. It's my favorite beer. Their orange citrus is a beer that I always get. Their consistency is there, and they're always trying new things. Their tap room stinks. It's very small. They've, I finally put a little spot in the back where you can go and sit down. But if it's a ninety-eight degrees, you don't want to sit outside. Yeah, obviously, you want to do all that. but ass clown, you definitely you know, ass clown and Eleven Lakes are up by us, and that's some of our little home area breweries we always go to when we do a little hop that way. But, yeah, I mean, I'll say on Juicy J as well, I feel like when it first came out, it tasted better than it does now. And something about in its cans, when they started canning it, it did not have the same consistency as it did when I would go to the tap room and get a pint of it or whatever. So I I hope they've figured it out. I'd I'd buy one four-pack and then it would taste totally different than what it should taste or the color would be off. 
That's it's a very common thing. Uh, we definitely notice that with Bold Rock White Cranberry in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, the the Bold Rock facility is amazing. I absolutely love going there. We actually did a partnership with them. Uh, their white cranberry we absolutely loved on draft, but as soon as we got it in can or bottle, it just it just didn't it wasn't there. Yeah. It wasn't the you know what we were expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to the Bold Rock spot yet, but I plan on to coming up here in the next couple months. We're going to be up that way and hitting the Bold Rock facility up there in Asheville or right outside of Asheville, I guess is where it is. Right. Are you going to be going? I'm assuming if you're going to be out there, you're probably going to hit Sierra Nevada if you haven't already. Well, we've hit Sierra Nevada. That's one of our top rated. Uh, our only like 5.0 in our rating scale on our brewery reviews on our YouTube. So we've hit that, but I don't know if we'll hit that because there's there's a couple more like Blueface or Blue Ghosts that are, that news places that we haven't been to yet. We may hit those before Sierra Nevada. I mean, that's always Sierra Nevada is always you know what to expect there. And it's always I, we actually did just I took my buddy Cheeks who was in town his first time to Sierra Nevada and he, yeah I mean there's nothing wrong with that place. There's plenty of spaces to sit, eat, drink. I mean it's a, just a cool spot overall. Asheville's got really great options. You've yeah. got Vermari. Uh, I love Neon Ghosts, uh, if you can get a hold of it. Um, there's there's just so many great options. Funkatorium's yeah. out there. I love White Angel, uh, whenever you can get a hold of it. Uh, I actually had a, uh, I think they call it Persistence, before Anheuser-Busch bought them out. My friend gifted me that. Oh, so Pernicious? That was amazing. Is it Pernicious? Uh, not Pernicious. Oh. It, 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 it was a Wicked Weed for... Uh, it was persistence. Oh, I've never uh, so seen it's persistence. a. It, it was very. It, it wasn't around when Anheuser Busch bought them out. I I think that's who bought them out. Yeah. They did away with it. So uh, my friend gave me a bottle that was a, probably about three or four years old on a sour. So it was to the end of it, but it was actually pretty decent. Um, love the Wicked Weed facility. I love the uh, Green Man facility. Um, even if you want to go up to Winston, you know, Wise Man is is great. You want to come back down to Charlotte, D9 is pretty decent as well. So um, North Carolina, I think, has a lot of great options and breweries uh, outside of that, too. We, we experienced some in Maine. Um, we went to, to drink some up in Maine, too. So there's awesome breweries up there, too. Nice, nice. Now, you mentioned before off, off the mic how you actually had a podcast, you had a YouTube channel, and then that kind of fizzled out because life goes on and things go different ways. So on your background of that, what, what did you, you know, what used to be your podcast and what was your YouTube channel? Yeah. So actually I didn't mention this one before, but I did have like a three episode podcast when I was in high school. Uh, <laughs> when, when we thought we were cool, I was actually homeschooled for two years, which was one of the worst experiences of my life. I don't recommend <laughs> it. Um, but we, we started, we started this podcast called I am not unsocialized, which was like based on homeschool experiences. And it did really work for me because I didn't like being homeschooled and it was just something that we were trying to start up and it didn't work out. Uh, a few years later, I was a part of Retlow Media Network uh, that my friends started. We did different podcasts. We did something called the Weekly Flare where we talked about news stories and pop culture, what was going on in today's society. That ran from about 2015 to about 2017. Uh, and then I moved to Charlotte at the beginning of 2018. So I kind of died out because I kind of ran out of time. Yeah. Uh, my, my friend also had a podcast, you know, called Geeks of Just Us. So they would kind of talk about Marvel and DC and just these kind of things that were coming out that got big at that time frame. Uh, and I also did a YouTube channel and podcast called uh, Chris's No Clue Game Review, where they would show me 10 seconds of this outrageous video game poster. 
and I'll have to try to guess the name of it. And so it was really funny to kind of see all these people commenting on the YouTube channel. You know, I can't believe you wouldn't know that name. They would get so mad about (laughs) not knowing. But if you would see some of these posters, they were just absolutely outrageous. Like I I couldn't even imagine. So um, that lasted for a little bit. I I don't think my friend's running it anymore. I think when uh, it kind of went downhill about 2019, but it was a fun experience. To, to kind of do that for a couple of years. So what do you think, like, what were your highs in that? And what, what, what do you, what ultimately got you out of doing those? I, so it just, it was just something to kind of do after work, you know, yeah. um, I, I kind of just met my wife, uh, you know, and, and so, but she moved to Atlanta and I had friends, I had roommates, um, but I was kind of looking for something a little bit more. And my friend kind of was like, Hey, you used to do a podcast back in the day. This is what I'm thinking about. And it just went into, uh, just this whole kind of thing. Um, it was fun while it lasted. I I definitely loved the experience. It kind of created a passion for pop culture and just to have fun and be yourself and talk to different about different things. And, and that kind of, I think helped me with my sales experience being able to kind of dish out different conversations and, and do the research and say, Hey, I can use this in, in a talk track to talk to a customer to see if this is something that they're interested in. So I think it really, really helped out with being able to, to express who I was and to kind of learn other things so I can help other people too. Okay. Cam, you got something? Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Oh, I do. I do. Fun fact about Chris. Chris was with me in my living room at age 16, 17, creating my first mixtape. What a time to be alive. What a time. It was. Oh, did I lose everybody? He put us on there, and I look back, and I'm like, I'm so glad you deleted this, because what we did in a couple of those songs, I'm glad no one (laughs) can hear it anymore. It was so (laughs) awful, because I have no flow. And Cameron's like, you know, spitting, and then I get up on there, and I'm like, oh, like, God, that was terrible. Yeah, Cam, why, you, why didn't you send me that demo so I could have opened the pod with this first mixtape? No, do not. I, I, yes. I can't find it. Oh, years, years, and years oh, ago. Man, you didn't, save, from the internet. you didn't save a CD or a flash drive or no, nothing. No, it needed to go. It was two, no, it, he says it was 2016. It was like 2013, wow. 2014. I was still in high school at the time. It was still oh, in high wow. school. Wow. I was <laughs> freshman in college. Coming live from the basement, except I didn't have a basement, so from the living room. Mm. <laughs> but you called your living room the basement. No, no, I'm just completely oh, joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it like, just oh, sounded okay, cooler yeah. to be like, are we coming live from the basement, but we really in the living room. <laughs> we were in the living room. My mom's on the way home, so let's, let's do this really quick. So, <laughs> right, so, did you, over. so did you guys meet in high school? Yeah, we actually met um, through a prom group, and it was really interesting because at that point we had never talked to each other before. Um, we got put together in a prom group just through mutual friends, um, and you know we got there, and Chris was the only other person at the prom that could dance. So I was like, "Oh, cool! Like I'm not alone. There's somebody else here." With some rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was uh, straight. Out, I was like a freshman in college, but I was dating a senior. Uh, I think Cam, what, you were a junior or a senior? I was a junior at the time. Yeah, he was a junior. So we all went together. Um, 
and we just kind of stayed friends after that, after that, we kind of, I'm not going to say we died out, but you know, once he kind of went to college, we kind of rekindled everything and it kind of, uh, move forward from that. We, we still are friends with some of the friends that were in that group too. So, uh, I don't regret it at all. Well, I would hope you wouldn't regret our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be on, on the podcast. Man, it's your wedding. What do you mean? You don't <laughs> so what college did you go to, Chris? So, um, I went to Davidson County community college up in Thomasville, got my two year degree. Okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need college anymore. I'm good. Yeah. Um, and then my now wife, Katie, she was like, you know, I think you should look into it. You know, your company's going to pay for college for free. Um, you can do online classes. So I did Southern New Hampshire University. I actually graduated in December with uh, summa cum laude. Nice. So it was an it was awesome. I, I'm going to try to see if I want to go back for uh, my master's, maybe in project management or something of that nature. But uh, I didn't really do the college experience. The only college experience that I really had was Cam was like, hey, you want to come to a party? And I was like, I don't drink, but sure, let's go. So, And that's where I met my wife, too, so through Cam. Oh. Cam's coming up pretty clutch in all these stories. So wait, that's Cam, Cam what, what party was this that you brought him to? Um, ooh, what party was this? Of, it wasn't uh, a fall forward. Okay. It was but, the end of, uh, whatchamacallit. It was in... The springtime. I do remember that. Chris, don't get yourself in trouble. April twenty-sixth. Oh. April twenty-sixth. All right. Never mind. He's not going to get himself in trouble. He knows. Oh, he, knows. Uh, he already knows hey, the date. He's got the he date. Knows. Oh man. This sounds like April, you've been in trouble. No. 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 I apologize. <laughs> it was April sixth, two thousand and sixteen, I believe. Oh. Okay. Um, because it was right. It was right before my birthday. Uh, but it was. Wasn't it end of classes? Uh, it was getting close to that time. I yeah, remember because the girl I was dating with, or I was dating at the time, she was uh, kind of transitioning into real life. So, uh, yeah, it was about that time. Yeah. it's good. Can't speak of that. Are, are you all good on your front? I know you go ebbs and flows with – your, your Twitter's wild with your emotions sometimes. I just want to make sure, are you good? Are you dating? Are you single? What's the, because I feel See, like. That's what happens when you don't record music. You just, you got to find somewhere to place these emotions. And Twitter is just that place. But, um, yeah, things are pretty good. Um, it's a little different out here. You know, you guys are married and these long relationships. It's hard out here, man. Watch out. Twitter don't, don't, don't group Duvall in any of that now. Don't get him. He might get a take the fence if he's in some. Hey, Duvall, <laughs> yo, we can hit the town. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I can tell, I can all I can tell you, uh, young bull, is just to be patient. You know, that's all I can say. Just be patient. It, it it'll happen. I mean, Jacob found his wife early, and I, I commend him. I mean, Chris found his early too. So you know, you know, you just be patient, and and, and soon this pandemic will end. You know, so. <laughs> well, I just know I saw yeah, I saw it. some snaps with Cam, and he seemed like he was with a lady, and then all of a sudden they disappeared, and I was like, damn, oh, then the emotional tweets came, and I was like, I hope my man's all right. Like, <laughs> so we're just putting everything on black. Hey, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making sure you're okay. This is our check-in. Check you know? Yeah, just a check-in hey, session, hey, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, they listen, hey, man. They, they listening, all right? We got we to gotta calm down. You sound- didn't have a good end of the season. They just got rid of Lowry. It's emotional. He wasn't things. happy about his draft picks. You know, <laughs> hey, I just want to you are okay. Yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah, we saw you on the reaction. We just wanted to make sure you are. You've been sick with the Charleston. 
I mean, that's all. <laughs> I've been going through it. I'm gonna be honest with yeah. you, but I'm holding it down. Okay, all right. <laughs> Just make sure you get into the pick'em league and remember your picks and all that good stuff. That's all. I've determined that, that if I don't come out it. top ten and pick them, I'm gonna be really upset. That's good. That's the attitude we like to, to see. Like there. I gotta be minimum top ten and pick. You gotta them. you gotta be minimum. Don't let Jeeves beat you. As long as yeah, that that should be your goal. Don't let Jeeves. All right, cool. I can I can compete with Jeeves. <laughs> Jeeves is a fun competitor. Totally. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the notebook, Chris, one more. So what is your number one sales tactic like go to when you're trying to get somebody on board? Uh, so I go into a lot of households. Okay. Um, Are you a knife you... salesman? Are you selling yeah. cutlery? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You trying to put the vector on? Yeah. <laughs> Just that I know a lot of people that, that went into there. No, I don't do door to door. Okay. Um, one one of the things is always trying to find common ground with your customer. Uh, I deal with a lot of angry customers. I deal with a lot of uh, new customers. Uh, so I actually go into households where we're installing a, a product, maybe an internet or TV. And I try to get them on additional services, but I want to make sure that I build that relationship with the customer. Uh, so if I'm in how I can give you a couple different ones. If I'm going into a household, I want to pull things from you know the household uh, to kind of talk about. So if you see behind me, I've got I've got different uh, ball caps here. I've got the Savannah Bananas. I've got uh, the uh, Portland Sea Dogs or the Red Snappers when they do their whole thing. So me liking that type of stuff. Hey, do you like minor league baseball? Or hey, are you a big baseball fan? And that kind of goes into, hey, let's have that conversation and get to know you a little bit better. Uh, in the cases of being in a store location, it's a little harder, uh, but just to kind of find that common ground. You know, a lot of people want to talk about themselves. A lot of people want to kind of, they just want to feel like they're appreciated regardless of the situation. They want to feel like they're taken care of. Uh, a lot of companies are big on to what can we do to get more out of a customer what I'm there to do is to bring more to the customer and to get to know them and to, to help them accordingly, get them a point of contact. Cause I know a lot of these corporate companies, uh, it, it seems like they don't care about their customers. So I'm big on just making sure that the customer knows that I care. All right. All right. So now it gets us to our, uh, warehouse distillery, wine under the bridge notebook. Chris, I sent you Jesus. pictures with lots of questions, you're going to pick a question, ask it, we'll all answer it. If it stems another discussion, we'll go down that route or another question. There's, no, there's not really too many rules to it. While you're looking through those, we're back. we got fantasy games, as I mentioned multiple times. The Pick'em League on Yahoo, ID 1811, password beards with a capital B at the front. Duval, have you joined yet? No, but I'm going to join. I cannot miss out. Yeah, you cannot. i got to get this win this Yeah, year. that's right. Duvall joined. He's been in it before. Cam was in it last year, but he faded. He faded. He must have been having some some problems back in the basement back then. Everything goes back to girl problems. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you tweeted. I just asked to make sure you're okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Can I get a quick shout out in? Yeah, let me let me let me do one more. We also got our Survivor Fantasy coming up September 22nd when Survivor's back. If you wanted that, as with all our fantasy games. They're free to join. We just have a good time. Bragging rights. Uh, Crash won it. He hadn't watched Survivor in like 20 seasons, and he won it the first time he did it. Survivor hadn't been on TVs for over a year because of COVID. So join that. We got It started as like four people, and now it's like 50 people just 
having a good time. You just got to send six people who you think may win, and I'll do all the other math for it and all that good stuff. All right, Cam, what's your shout-out? Quick shout-out to Isaiah Miller, uh, UNCG alum. He's actually playing in the summer league right now for the Timberwolves. He's looking really good out there. He's been yamming it down. Wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, he's been going crazy out there. Um, He's really excited for him. He's always had that. His just free throw shooting in that mid range is what's going to hold him back. But he's super athletic and insanely hot. athletic. Yeah. It'd be so interesting to see him and Anthony Edwards together, just to see like the dual athleticism of both of them, and just yeah. always having a threat at the basket. But um, yeah, he's playing really well. Wanted to just throw that out there again. You know, UNCG alum, someone that's you know worked hard. Definitely shared some spaces with before, so uh, congrats to him on you know even just playing for the Timberwolves Summer League. Like that's just the dopest thing. So, yeah, uh, love to see people working hard and achieving their goals. Yeah. And to kind of add to that, I, I'm just going to throw one out to the Hornets and Jacob knows just being in Charlotte, Ish Smith is coming back and playing for the Hornets, and he went to Central Cabaret, so it's kind of cool. And I've never seen a man the whole entire 2-3 zone, but I was able to witness that. <laughs> and, you know, my dad, I was not just talking to my dad about it, he was like, man, you didn't even want to dribble the ball when he was guarding. I was like, hell no, because I knew where it was going. So I was <laughs> on the floor. It was going back the other way. So, you know, I, that's kind of cool. And, I mean, he's carved out himself a great career. I mean, he's 34, 35 years old, still playing. So, that's a really good thing. But that's Yeah, Duval, I remember when he came and played at Hopewell in our – a little arena up here, and just that was, I think, the first time, besides Jamie Skeen, but, like, mm-hmm. I think Skeen was a couple years ahead of us, you know. I know you probably saw him on the circuit because you played AAU and everything, but for me, that was, like, the first time seeing a, a potential pro in basketball, like, mm-hmm. in a high school setting, and I just remember him, like, I think y'all went up, like, seven, and then all of a sudden he was like, no, 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 give me the ball, and I remember him just taking one step past half court and pulling up and just, scoop, scoop, yeah. and you'd be like, Oh, okay, so this is what, like, that kind of skill level, like, it is. First time seeing that in action. But, yeah, it is kind of cool seeing him come back. I thought you were going to go the J.R. Smith A&T route, Duvall, shout out. Oh, 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 man, man, listen. I, I, homecomings are going to be totally different now. I told Tyler, I was like, man, listen, he's going to have to pull up for the tailgate. You're going to have to have his plate ready. Uh, and, and I don't know how he'll do on that golf on that golf team because, I mean, he's, he's a big guy. We always joke about him. He always looked like he was drunk out there on the court. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to really go well for him on the on the field, I mean, on the on the golf course. But, yeah, shout out to him. He's going to get his degree at A&T, and if he does play golf, that's fine. If not, the homecomings are going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty wild, especially with this new NIL scenario, that we haven't really seen somebody be able to do this, right? Like, was in a professional sports setting and then come back and he actually never played in high school, I mean, in college at all. Right. So we've never seen that, never played. We've seen kid, you know, guys go back and get their degrees, but to be able to like maybe compete in another sport altogether at a D1, right. like that's just, that's just kind of cool, you know, so. And, and I wonder how the NCAA is going to handle it. I really yeah. hope they give him an opportunity. I mean, I mean, what, what's he going to, can't hurt anything. I mean, he's yeah. 35 years old. He hasn't played professional golf. It's not like he, you know, done something like that. So they might let him play. If not, I'm pretty sure he'll be around the team and still just play just for the hell of it. Yeah. So. 
All maybe right, one day I'll tell you that. Oh, go ahead, Cam. You good? Said so maybe one day I'll tell you guys my war story of what got me to not play basketball anymore. Similar to the Ishtif story, but it's with Cody uh, Martin, Caleb Martin too. Like, yeah, it's. Well, I mean, you done, you done, you done brought it up, so you might as well tell it yeah, right now. You might as well tell nah, it. Nah. Yeah, go on. Well, what is feelings it? were hurt. Did, oh, you back in your feelings? Was this the first time your feelings was hurt? No, this wasn't the first time my feelings. Did you get? I was deep in the oh. Drake was out at that time. Drake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my feelings had been hurt. <laughs> what did he give? Did he give you the nuts to the face? Is that what happened? Ah, uh, nah, not that deep, but uh. Yeah, there was a there was a fast break that I almost lost one. Uh, mm. uh, almost never played basketball again. But that's when I knew that I was not built for the league. Like just watching them two just playing on a whole different level. Like I knew I was never going to be as good as them. And I was like, all right, this is just now what you go for. Let's go try something else. Yeah, that's that, that actually that like I said, I think we might have talked about that. Could be a good notebook question of what was that moment in your sports career that you realize, all right, this is about as far as I'm going to go because I'm not making that next leap. Like, we've all, everybody's had that no matter if it was in T-ball or, like, co- when you went from coach pitch to kid pitch. Like, because I remember, mm-hmm. you know, you just realize, all right, or, you know, high school playing football, like, you know what, I'm 5'5", five, five. I can lift weights all day, but I really don't want to take steroids, and this just ain't, I'm going to max out here. I don't want to play – D three football because it just ain't worth none of that trouble. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. no. The one time you see somebody's helmet fly off in the game, you just know, like, all right, I'm not built for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, well, Monty Jones did a podcast one time about how he had people call in and tell him the moment they like quit playing football, and it was stuff like that where they showed up and saw someone like break their finger by getting it caught in a face mask. Or, like, get lit up. It's just funny that everybody has those similar stories in different sports, too, when they're like, yup, that was it for me. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to stick to rec league and hanging out with the, the fellas on the side courts. I mean, I tore my ACL playing in the backyard, so I, I can't even really say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you knew. When you, when you popping ACLs in the grass <laughs> in the back. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know. <laughs> All right, Chris, you got a notebook question? So I'm assuming I have to think of the ones without a check mark, correct? Correct. Cool. I was between two, but I'm going to go ahead and say, if you could start your own professional sports team, what sport, what city, and name it? Um, wow. I've been contemplating this one. I can't name it. What sport and what city? Uh, of course, I'm going to go ahead and go with baseball. Uh, and the reason I'm going to say this is because the two closest teams to North Carolina right now are the Washington Nationals and the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And Atlanta Braves fans really piss me off. They're super annoying. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. I'm a fan, but I won't piss you off. That's good. Because I'm a diehard Dodgers fan. I grew up in California. But you got to think, we, we've got the San Diego Padres, we've got the Dodgers, We've got the Angels, we've got the Oakland A's, we've got uh, the Giants in California. Yeah. Yep. And in North Carolina, we don't, South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, you know, West Virginia, we've got nothing. We've got mm-hmm. nothing. The closest is the Braves and the, and the Nationals. So I'm going to go ahead and go with baseball. Uh, probably the same way we're going to have the Panthers uh, as the North Carolina, South Carolina teams. Okay. And you don't know the name. I can't come up with one right now, and it has to be pretty cool. Uh, 
I would probably need a couple of days to figure that one out unless you guys have any uh, awesome ideas. Okay. I mean, as long as it's not beard related, I think it'd be good. <laughs> uh, uh, we've, we've got a bunch of minor league teams uh, but we just don't have a major league team it, major it's league funny team. you brought this up because uh, a couple people came over Sunday to watch the Panthers preseason and I was talking about how funny it was that for so long people have been wanting to bring a major league team oh are the A's going to move here oh was it the Expos would it be the Devil Ray or the Rays down in Tampa oh they move whatever and then Tepper gets here, buys the Panthers, and no one really talked about soccer. Like, no one, that wasn't even on the radar. MLS franchise. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he drops, what, $3 billion and just gets them there like that. And everyone's like, oh, soccer. And I'm not saying soccer's not popular, but literally no one really ever, I'm sure people did, but in, in the sports circles, that was the farthest thing was the MLS yeah. team in Charlotte. Like, that wasn't it. Like, we got the Hornet, we got the Bobcast and the Hornets back. It was like, oh, okay, we're cool with the Hornets and the Panthers. We'll rock with them. If baseball comes, great. Oh, sh- wait, we put the Knights in the Uptown Stadium. That's fantastic. We're good. Let's rock. And all of a sudden, MLS yep. just came, and everyone's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll jump on this bandwagon. So <laughs> it is interesting that you say that because there have been so- – ever since I can – Read the sports section, it's always been, when's MLB coming to Charlotte? When's MLB? It was never yeah. when MLS. And MLS just came because Tepper had all the money in the effing world to do it. So. Right, right. <clears throat> if I, I had mean, to pick, I'll, I'm up, up. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. If I had to pick, I would definitely put a basketball team back in Seattle. Um, either that or I would like to see another Canadian team or just any type of international expansion uh, for the NBA, but if I had to primarily choose, it would definitely be bringing the Sonics back to Seattle. Yeah, Cam, I feel like I've asked you this before, but how in the world did you become a Raptors fan growing up in Charlotte, or you were, were the country <laughs> place you grew up in, a farm in North Carolina? <laughs> um, I Was just really T-Mac? Vince Carter oh, growing Vince up. Carter, okay. That's Vince, Vince Carter, yeah. but okay. you know, Vince don't really play much like that no more. But uh, after, I, I kind of took a little break from basketball uh, once I stopped playing it. And when I got back into not only playing basketball again, but watching basketball, DeRozan was on the come up at the time. And I just really enjoyed DeMar DeRozan. And I was like, all right, well, I left off here. DeMar DeRozan's really fun to watch play. So I picked up there again. And also, that was my favorite team to play with in 2K. Ah, okay. Okay. I just always... And, before we continue, I'm not good at 2K. I don't want no smoke from none of y'all. <laughs> Sometimes people... Oh, man, I thought you were going to say he was with it. I was like, oh, well, well, I mean... I'm, I'm a huge Zero fan. I'm, I'm I mean, I'll play. Fan. I'll play you in 2K, but I, I ain't got it like that. I'm just so you don't want to put... So you don't want to... You and Duvall on the channel, we'll throw you on the channel and do a matchup. I mean, we're talking about some content. That's a little different. That's, hey, we're always talking about great content. <laughs> If anything, look. Okay, Madden, NCAA, yep. any of those. We had Cheeks just eat 11 Carolina Reaper pepper wings and threw it on the channel. So we're always doing that. Oh, that. That was, oof. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to make it at the end. Now, I, I did. Oh, Duvall, we got a, <laughs> another one going to come up. I have four 40s in the fridge. So we've been talking about doing the 40 Birio cart, but a couple different ways <laughs> – do we do just the N64 Rainbow Road, finish the 40 in that race? 
Do we do two races and you can drink how you know you pace yourself however, but by the end of the second race, you have to have the 40 finished. But I have acquired them and they're here. I just gotta figure out when and how we're gonna set the rules up on that as well. Doesn't matter. I mean you could do two races, two different systems. So you could go from Oh yeah, that's not a bad N64 idea. N64 to that. You Ooh, know, I so like it, that. See, that's a new one. We could do one on the <laughs> one on the N64 and then one on the the double dash. Okay. Double dash. Yes. So I mean, that's See, just I like the I'm double doing. dash. Yeah. So yeah, and then you kind of it's like okay, you just gotta. Oh, make your pick. you want in on the 40, 40 race can? Yeah, put me in on the forty. I'm in there. Oh okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. You just gotta show up. That's all. Oh, here we go. hey you know you just gotta make sure you show up sometimes i hit you up and you're like yo man i just you know i'm too tired or whatever i don't want to put you too much on blast on your last uh flaky nits that you came out on what happens when you get in your feelings bro you gotta ride that out hey that's why listen you come over to the basement and you'll you'll your mood will just skyrocket to some fun stuff man pour out your feelings yeah Yeah. Yeah, i might get torn up in the basement hold on hey hey we got hey we got beds you can sleep here you you got all kinds we'll just be we'll have some good times no sadness down here no tears in the basement don't do that all right uh I, i would definitely have to do an NFL team, but I have no idea where I would really put it. Maybe, maybe Mexico City, just just for the craziness of it all. You know what I mean? Maybe if you just throw like Puerto Rico, just for the craziness of it all, to throw down there to see people. Like Vegas is funny because you know people got to go there and try not to just be degenerates and then play a football game. <laughs> you talk about dudes with a lot of money, you know? So. Yeah, I'll go Mexico City just because I think it would be wild to see. I think they'd really get behind a team or whatever, and it could be something wild. And I don't a team name. I don't know. Maybe like I don't know. The asses would be kind of funny because they're in Mexico City. <laughs> I don't know. It's a big donkey ass or something. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think for me uh, and, and Cam kind of stole my thunder. I, I I would love to see another team back in Seattle. Um. You know, I didn't like how the Seahawks left. Uh, so you mean the Sonics? I guess, yeah, yeah. See how the Super Sonics. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I said the Seahawks. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the only team there now. Um, well, they just got that hockey so. team. Oh, the Kraken. The Kraken. Yeah, yeah they just the got Mariners. an NHL team. Oh, uh, well, they got the Seattle Mariners. And the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess. I guess another thing that I would do, um, and this is just just for the hell of it, just because so many other states and cities some similar to California have so many different sports teams, put another football team or another basketball team in North Carolina too. So that then some of the people that live closer to the Greensboro Raleigh area, they could go to those games and then those that are here in South Carolina, Columbia or Fort Mill, all that, and then Charlotte, Huntersville surrounding area, they can come to these teams and come to these games. And then just give us another football team to go watch too. Not saying that's a rivalry. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, definitely yeah. see that because yeah. Virginia, the closest thing there is what uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, uh, and Washington. The so they're really the Washington football yeah. team. Yeah, 
Duvall just wants people to argue. You put two NBA teams, you two NFL teams, and North side. People are already two mad. Yeah, it, it, you just want people to argue all the time. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. It'll just be a bunch of arguments. I'm a Panthers fan. Oh, I'm a whoever's fan. Yeah. Oh, oh well, well. There's already too many, like, too many melting pot people here anyway, man. Yeah. 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 We, we were here in 95, and, oh, well, we got a ring before y'all in yeah. 2030. Yeah, What's see. he saying? Like, you know, that's a whole other argument. You're just like, fuck, man. We've been the same state. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Anybody got any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, still patiently waiting for more Game of Thrones news, but after that, good. It looks like, from what I saw, it's uh, January 1st of 2022. I'm in there. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be back to doing our recap pods of those as well whenever they announce that as this whole podcast started from Game of Thrones breakdowns and hopefully we can do some reaction videos and all that stuff. But yeah, Chris, man, I appreciate you stopping through. We'll definitely have to link up, do a brewer review, get you over here on some Beerio cart, you know, whatever it may be. I am open. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for giving me the time to come on. Um, it brings back a lot of great memories that I used to have. I am 100% open, especially being local, to do whatever you guys are open for. Just shoot me a message and let me know what's going on. All right, man. Well, like I said, we uh, we get together every Sunday, too, and watch football. I know you said you're getting back into it, so if you ever just want to come be a part of our reaction video, you don't have to wear a Panthers jersey. You don't have to be a Panthers fan, but we still just watch it, scream, shout, throw yeah. hats, drink, you know, do Vogus yes. brown liquor out. Then once it gets colder, we do a little bit of a uh, – fall mix a little uh, apple cider with some brown liquor and that's when it really the panda starts sucking we all hit the brown liquor and then by the time four o'clock hits we're all that's when we get in our can feelings after when the, when the panthers just stink, stink on that, so. yes, hilarious. <laughs> yeah um I, just speaking of it i know you're talking about beers jake have you ever said anything about have you started looking for your fall Yeah, I've actually I did grab a four pack of pumpkin just to keep in the fridge, but I am planning on last week Sycamore and everybody announced their fall beers were going to be released, so I was waiting a week so then I could show up to the total wine and then probably drop a hundred dollars on all the fall beers (laughs) and load it back up because I know Jerrianna is going to want to drink some more because it was right in the middle of the fall beer season when she found out she was pregnant last year. So then it was up to me to finish the, finish all of them before they went bad. So I know I've got it. Oh, no. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to drink all of them. I know. So it was, it was really tough to get through, you know, it was really hard to drink some of those, but you know, we did it for the team. So I know I'll have to get a couple extra for her because she didn't get to, to polish those off. So, but yeah, Duvall, have you, I saw you drinking some truly teas there. So you're mixing it up. Yeah, yeah, just just trying, man, you know, and, you know, it's been pretty good. I actually like the Truly Teas, man. They're, okay. they're, they're real good. All right. All right, well, we'll end it out. Let's see if Cam recalls how we end the podcast. Oh, that's a toughie. I feel like I should know this by now. It's you should. It's been about seven to ten episodes. Yeah. I don't know, fellas. All right, Duval, help him out. Hey, 